She Did It Her Way podcast, episode 159, How to Disrupt a Market with a Clear Purpose, sitting down with the founder of Ritual, Katerina Schneider. Welcome to the She Did It Her Way podcast, a collective of interviews with top female entrepreneurs from around the globe who have done it their way. These women are disruptors, savvy, courageous, confident, innovative, decisive, unconventional, and humble. Our ladies have proven business models, have taken risks, and have failed only for success to follow. Join us as they share their stories, behaviors, habits, mindset, thought processes, and what it is like to be a woman who means business. And now, here's your host, Amanda Bolin. Hey, She Did Her Way listeners, what's up? Happy Thursday. So this week, I have been working from a friend of mine, her office in the Loop right off of Michigan Avenue while one of her employees is on maternity leave. She has so kindly and graciously lended me her office because I am actually testing out what it's like to have an office and find separation from your home and work. So So instead of working out of my studio apartment where I live, eat, and then work, I am trying the habit of, you know, commuting to work and having that separation. And I honestly, the week has been so productive that I'm loving the office setup and going somewhere and getting dressed and then feeling that time, um, schedule, and not necessarily pressure, but knowing that I got to get somewhere really helps motivate me to stay on track. Plus, I'm super more focused when I'm separating that as well. So I'd be curious to know if you guys have found that or if you enjoy working from home and that's easier for you, but I'm definitely super jazzed up about that. It's just, it takes me back to my internship days when I did an internship in Chicago from the John Hancock building and I lived in the loop. It's just, I like felt like I was starting a new job. It's crazy. Anyway, enough about that. I'm excited for you guys to listen to Katerina, the founder of Ritual Today, because she is literally disrupting a market with when it comes to vitamins. So a lot of times um, the vitamin market is the vitamins that we take or that most of us think that we take really don't do a whole lot for us. And so Katerina flipped this on, flipped the, the industry, the vitamins on its head and has created a subscription service, but also We're going to talk about the different nutrients and the products and where she sources them and why they are so effective and talk about um, her investment raising and pitching also with how did she set her price point and what's her selling strategy for her product as well. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Okay, we are going to go ahead and get started. I've got Katerina Schneider, who is the founder of Ritual on the She Did It Her Way podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Katerina. Thanks, Amanda. Thanks yeah. for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Tell us um, in one sentence what it is that you do, and then we'll talk about just your journey and how you got there and how you started your company. So I'm the founder of a company called Ritual, and we have literally reinvented the vitamin from the ground up. How, like, what, um, what took you on that path to reinvent it from the ground up, and what inspired you to start the company? Sure. So I started Ritual about two years ago, and I was four months pregnant, had no idea about vitamins at all. I was kind of 
you know, cared more than ever what I was putting in and on my body, got rid of my husband's deodorant, my deodorant, my toothpaste, our cleaning supplies, and just was really um, aware of what I was putting in on my, on my body, like I said before, and cared about the quality of ingredients. And then one day I was looking at my prenatal vitamins that I'd been ingesting every single day and found those same ingredients that I was um, oh my avoiding, avoiding throughout the house um, in vitamins I was taking. What were some of those ingredients? So there was like blue coloring, um, titanium dioxide, carrageenan, um, a bunch of stuff that was pretty questionable. You know, there's been mixed studies, some done on rodents, some done on humans, and oh my God. just some things that I, you know, didn't want in, in my skincare, didn't want in my almond milk, and um, definitely didn't want in my vitamins, which are supposed to be healthy. So that led me kind of down this path of questioning vitamins in general um, and called up a bunch of friends and asked them, hey, what vitamins is it that you guys take? Maybe there's a better brand that I should be looking into. And I got answers like, uh, you know, I've been taking vitamins for several years uh, and I actually don't remember the, the name of the brand of the vitamin I'm taking. Oh. <laughs> it's like the, the brown bottle with the yellow cap. Um, so it was pretty shocking to me that people had been taking things for several years and there just seemed to be a lot of questions about um, why, by, which brands were different, uh, why they were even taking them in the first place and what was needed. And this was just really shocking to me. Here was this $36 billion industry, but literally was entirely a black box at the time. Mm-hmm. What were some of the first steps? What were you doing prior to Ritual? Yeah, so I'd had several careers before that. I'm not that old, but it, it sounds like it. Um, I started off as an investment banker out of college working for Lehman Brothers, um, doing M&A, global M&A for gaming and lodging companies, working 100 plus hours a week, mm-hmm. insane. Um, really into to finance and, and the numbers. Um, then after that, it was it was largest bank failure in history, and I ended up um, working at a startup in ad tech. And then after that, I was the chief of staff to the CEO of Universal Music. Actually, did the Spotify deal in the U.S. Oh and gosh. then, <laughs> yeah, and then I uh, became an investor. I was obsessed with tech and, and startups and e-commerce, and um, ran a. Tr- uh, helped run Troy Carter's investment fund here in LA, who was Lady Gaga's manager at the time. And he'd invested in over 70 companies, everything from Uber to Dropbox to Warby Parker and Spotify. And we'd seen a lot of incredible um, founders and incredible ideas come our way. And uh, that's when I was you know, pregnant during that time and decided to leave to start Ritual. So it's definitely been a, you know, a, a lot of different careers for a short amount of time um, in my life that helped kind of formulate where I am now. And and that experience has helped me become a better uh, founder and CEO, I think. Yeah, that's incredible. So let's go back then to when you recognize the problem about in the black box with the vitamins and not being educated, but not even that, like not having proper vitamins, right? So what were some of the very first steps that you took when you said, okay, I want to create this company that 
can supply vitamins that are good, actually good for you. What did, what were some of the first things that you did to help get you set up for success? Right. So, I mean, the first thing was asking a lot of questions. <laughs> so the biggest question that I had was, do I even need vitamins? And I realized that I, I didn't really have the answers to a lot of the questions and knowing that we wanted to create an evidence-based company that was rooted rooted in science, um, I needed to bring on a, one of the, a great scientist on the team early on. And so one of the early things we did was um, hire Dr. Luke Bucci, who had been the head of research at Schiff, which owned Airborne, sold to Reckitt Ben Singer for over a billion dollars. Um, he'd been the head of research at Renew Life, um, which sold to Clorox and PhD in biochemistry, literally a walking encyclopedia. Um, so it was important for me to kind of bring the right people around the table in areas where I didn't necessarily um, have the right uh, or you know in-depth knowledge. In. And I thought science was the first place to start because I had so many questions. Um, like I said, the first one was, do I even need do I even need these things? Mm. Uh, and so that's kind of where we started. And it was it was around this, you know the first idea was, do I even need vitamins? I'm I'm really healthy. I think I'm really healthy healthy ish. Um, I you know I try to eat a vegan diet. Um, drinking my green juice, my you know vegetables, and why why do I even need vitamins? And so we spent a year literally just going through tens of thousands of studies and looking at diets today and not 50 years ago, which most vitamins were, were based on, and realized that the 20 to 40 ingredients in a typical multivitamin were not even really. Um, Necessary. We were already getting a lot of those nutrients from our foods, even with an average diet. And so we distilled it down to the nine nutrients that women actually need the most. And so this was kind of this radical idea of less is more in a space where it was always thought that more is more. Um, so that was our big break, first big breakthrough. Um, and then what we did was you know, are these nutrients going to actually work in our bodies? And so we searched the world for the the best forms of those nutrients. And uh, thankfully, Luke had a lot of really great relationships from all over the world. And and we started talking to the best suppliers in, in, in the world and found the forms of nutrients that actually your body could utilize. It turns out a lot of vitamins have nutrients that um, either go away or even stay in your body and cause harm. Ooh. So. Yeah. What are so, some of those nutrients? Um, some of them could be things like iron. Um, another one is folate. So folate was a really interesting one for me because you know I'd been always told to take folic acid by doctors during my pregnancy. Um, you know most vitamins have synthetic folate, folic acid, and what it turned out was that over a third of women have a gene variation where they can't even properly utilize synthetic folate, folic acid, uh, that's in vitamins. So that was pretty, pretty shocking to me. And, and so, um, we actually use a folate from Italy from Quattrofolic and, um, it's a fourth generation folate that actually gets properly utilized by the body. It's a glucosamine salt. And so it bypasses the, the genetic mutations 
um, so that all women can can readily uh, their bodies can readily utilize it. So that was pretty incredible to me, and that was kind of the first. I think big success was wow. You know, we can actually include ingredients in here that are are what our bodies need, um, and and that became really interesting for me uh, and, and the team. We we started meeting with with so many different um, scientists and, and partners of ours now. Uh, you know, our D, our vitamin D three, which is typically found from sheep's wool, ours is coming from lichen. Our omega threes are coming from algae instead of fish oil, and they were used in space environments um, to replicate space environments at NASA. And that was our second big breakthrough: is let's showcase all of this on our site and and really flip this idea that most companies say they're transparent on its head and call it uh, traceability and, and go one step deeper. And so with us, you can literally trace every ingredient to where it comes from in the world and why it's there on our site and uh, the science behind it. And that's what we're just really proud of the people that we work with and we even have interviews with every supplier. And that was the other big breakthrough that we had. Yeah, you guys have a really beautiful site. I well, I got lost on there a couple of days ago when I was looking at everything. I'm like, it's so pretty and like very much this is what it is. And you're telling us, the consumer, where you're getting it from and being tr- very transparent. What um, – remind us again, you launched the company official. You did the research for about a year. And then did you then decide to launch the company after you did all the discovery and research? And then when when exactly was that? We launched the company about six months ago, so we're still doing research. Um, I think research is never ending, and it's you know we have a team literally, literally just dedicated to substantiation and looking at the latest uh, peer-reviewed studies and, and, and clinical data um, every single day. So we always want to iterate our product, and, and part of that is looking at the latest and greatest every single day. Never want to be static, so. Um, so we did, you know, we're always doing research, but we officially launched the company, um, six months ago and the growth has been incredible. Mm-hmm. What, um, I'm just thinking now, like my question. So when you guys, when you launched ritual, did you have a price point in mind or did you look at the ingredients and then build the pricing model that way? Or did you do research and say, okay, this is what the consumer target market is willing to pay on a monthly basis for, her her vitamins or what was that what did that look like yeah so that that's an interesting question because we went back and forth on this a lot and you know our product is so different than a typical multivitamin we have omega-3s in there and we have k2 mk7 in the purest form non-soy that you know you can buy some of our ingredients and they would cost individually more than than what we're selling our product for and we created this spreadsheet and we we're like okay what if we went on amazon and bought every single one of our ingredients in our forums on amazon how much would the product cost um and it was nearly 200 dollars. and and we're like okay this is you know we're marketing it as a multivitamin um and i don't even think most consumers know exactly how incredible of a deal it is, um, but we're we're selling it for thirty dollars a month, and because we're able to we're able to do that because it's a subscription model. So um, we've kind of calculated what the payback would be, and because we're going directly to consumers, and bypassing kind of this you know middleman, which would be the retailers, we're able to to keep costs pretty low. Um, so it's a thirty dollar product, which 
you know, you look at a typical multivitamin that's in the store, um, top selling brands, and they can be like $6 or $10. Higher end brands are around $40. um, But we're giving consumers actually what they, and and, you know, our customers actually what their body needs. Um, So we thought, you know, a dollar a day, $30 a month was something that would be really accessible to all women. Um, and that was kind of our, our philosophy. We didn't want to make the price point higher. We didn't really feel like we could justify taking even more of a, <laughs> a hit on cost. Um, so I'm pretty happy with where we landed. And what we're seeing now is um, like the consumer adoption has been pretty widespread. It's not you know, New York and LA. It's all over the country and it pretty much mimics um, you know, the population and, and, and of, of the entire um, country in terms of where uh, people are buying it from every single state, uh, even, you know, in the Marines. <laughs> um, so Puerto Rico and Alaska. Oh my gosh. It's been pretty crazy to see um, that it's, you know, our goal, one of our, you know, promises as a company is accessibility and, and we want to create products that we we want everyone to take. And so we didn't really, I think $30 is where we landed. It kind of fits that philosophy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that $30 to be able to get the vitamins that you need versus like while $7 might be cheaper, it doesn't matter if it's just going down the drain and not actually being effective. Um, right. What, so you guys have been in business for six months now. As a, as a founder, um, What's been the biggest thing that you've learned in the first six months of business? Uh, As a founder, you know, since we've launched, there's a lot of stuff that I've learned before launch that has been crazy and amazing and a lot of challenges. But during launch and now having been live, I, I realized as a company going the extra mile goes a long way. And for us, that's, Really, I think our kind of unique value prop has been talking to our customers. So, you know, on the marketing side, we'll serve an ad. Uh, we're, we're using Facebook and Instagram ads a lot. Um, that's one of our channels. And we'll serve an ad. And what I've realized is that people have a lot of questions around nutrition. They're just as confused as I was when I was taking my prenatals. And they'll ask questions about folate versus folic acid, or they'll ask questions about D3 versus D2, or even if they need vitamins. And what we've done as a company is we've formed an entire team around customer experience. And we have one ad that has over a thousand comments on it right now. And we've responded to every every single uh, question that people have around the product or just nutrition in general. And uh, that goes a long way. and it, you know, there was one comment on that ad that's like, wow, this Facebook team deserves like a raise or something. <laughs> I was just and, listening to a podcast about Facebook ads. <laughs> nice. Um, but that was, I think that's been kind of really interesting for us. Um, and what what's unique about us is that we have a scientific team in-house, unlike most companies in our space. So we can, we can take the information from our scientists and, and, you know, and talk to consumers directly, quickly, and respond to their questions around nutrition um, in an educated and, and thoughtful way. But I think it's been really exciting. I, I go in the ad and, and respond to people. They don't know that the CEO is responding to their questions. 
Um, but to me, that's been really fun and really cool to, to be like, you know, you don't believe that vitamins work. Let, let us tell you why this one's different. And to me, that's been really powerful on the marketing side and also just really great for team culture. You know, everyone goes in there and, and, and takes a look at what customers are saying. Share with us then, um, like kind of the quote unquote grind and maybe it's a different word or whatever that word might be, but just the behind the scenes of entrepreneurship that maybe sometimes isn't always shared because it, like entrepreneurship can look like a really sexy thing and you can take photos from a coffee shop and look at all these things or I get to create my own schedule. But what for you has been, if you were to share the behind the scenes, what does that look like? Yeah, so my behind the scenes are probably very different from any other founder that I know, at least. Um, I was pregnant when I started the company, raising money with Belly, going to you know Silicon Valley VCs and being like, "Hey, I'm super pregnant, and I and we need money to reinvent the vitamin industry." Um, was kind of unusual, and then you know just when I thought the hard part was over, um, I think having a kid while starting a company was really tough. Um, I obviously, you know, started to get a really deep understanding for nutrition. So I, I tried to breastfeed my daughter as long as I could and have to pump in the office and pump at, you know, conferences. And, and I realized that the tech scene and the tech industry is not really set up for that yet. Um, and I think there's going to be a, a lot of women entrepreneurs who are, you know, hopefully going to start families. Um, and it's going to change, it's going to change the kind of infrastructure a little bit. Um, but you know, we were finalists at TechCrunch Disrupt before the company started. And I, you know, it was hard for me to even find a place to, to pump. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. And then it's also like for me personally, um, I think I've gotten really good at managing my schedule and getting really organized. And I think that's kind of the key to, balancing, you know, having a family and, and having a company. It's like having two babies. Um, and, but I also think going, going through childbirth and, and that experience, I think it just makes you a stronger, um, stronger founder and stronger leader. And you kind of just feel like you can take on anything and there's more purpose behind what you do. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. I've, that's mad respect. And I have not had a, I have no kids yet. I would like kids in the future. And the older I've gotten, I just, you realize like how incredible a woman is. Like we get to birth children. Like that is not a small feat. And we have things called hormones and we have the beautiful intuition. Like we have all these amazing things that come into play. And we are like one powerful being that is a force to be reckoned with for sure. Um, I do want to ask you about your experience with um, your the pitching of, of the company. But first, I want to give a shout out to HelloFresh, who is partnering on this podcast. If you guys have tuned into previous episodes, you know that I absolutely adore HelloFresh for how simple, easy, and convenient they are, especially if you're traveling or even for an example, when I know I'm traveling and I come home and I don't even want to go to the grocery store, I can just easily order and have the food 
shipped to my house so it's there and I can make it super easy simple for when I get home and they have two registered dietitians on staff so you know that you're getting some good stuff and if you have if you're a first timer with HelloFresh you can use code HERWAY30 at checkout to receive $30 off your first order so thank you to HelloFresh for that because y'all know I like them because you've heard me talk about them before so now back to you, Katerina. I'll have to do that later tonight. Yeah. Oh my gosh. If you've never done it, you have to do it. It's really good. And I just like, I love the convenience of it, especially if I'm like traveling for a client. I'm like, oh gosh, there's no food. Oh wait, I ordered HelloFresh. There is food. So um, talk to us about your like pitching experience. We've had people who have been on, been on the show that have gone in tech and we've talked a little bit about it, but I still love hearing perspective on like, you know, what do you think prepared you the best? What did you talk about? What do the investors want to hear? What is that whole, like, what does that arena look like? Yeah. So it's been interesting for me because I was on the other side. So I heard, you know, yeah. hundreds of thousands of pitches and sometimes I would tune out and I think I've been, you know, it's like overload when you hear, you know, 20 back to back and, and sometimes you need a break. But so I, I think what I realized and I've kind of just learned was what stood out for me personally and what would make me really excited on the other side. And, and for me, that was always storytelling. And I think as a founder, you have to be a really good storyteller. It's what inspires investors. It's what inspires hiring and, and building a team, which is kind of everything, um, and, and, and gets you through the hard times. And I think having a story that, that ultimately tells your vision really well is really important. Um, so for us, it wasn't, you know, we're not just a vitamin company and, and that's not us. Um, for us, it was, telling that story of how we're really going to transform women's lives and make them feel their, their best every single day. That's what we're focused on here as a company every day. And that's kind of part of the story that, you know, um, that, that I tell our team and to investors. And um, that's what we're, you know, that, that's what was really interesting for me. And um, so in terms of fundraising, we raised our first round on an idea and uh, and the idea was this really big industry and how we're going to transform it, and um, and then we raised another round uh, of funding. So we've raised close to four four point eight million dollars. Oh my um, gosh! Congratulations. Thanks. Um, and so I think you know when you raise the money, that's when the hard work starts. Um, <laughs> people do say congratulations, but I feel like you know it's like you now have to really prove yourself, um, and now you have extra pressure. Um, and you don't want to disappoint people that have invested in you. You don't want to disappoint yourself, first of all. But um, there's a lot of great folks around the table, and, and it's like the stakes are high. Um, and so that that's kind of you know where we're at. Um, we're we're transforming an industry right now, and what we've done is uh, what story we're at now is that we've formed and um, we've shown that we can. Um, we form an emotional connection in a really commoditized industry. So vitamins, there's you know thousands of brands. People aren't really excited by any of the brands. Um, but for us, where we're at is people are sharing their unboxing of our vitamins and when they get it and they're saying, is it weird to get this excited about a vitamin um, on Instagram? 
And I, I look at my vitamin the way I look at, is it weird to look at my vitamin the way I look at my significant other? Um, and so people are like obsessed uh, with their vitamins and they have formed an emotional connection. And I think to me, that's really interesting um, sign and what kind of where that was the proof point that I wanted to show um, that, it, you know, some people didn't believe we could do that. Um, because the industry is so commoditized. And to me, that's the most exciting thing. Yeah, that I could totally see that. I get excited when my Lola tampons come. <laughs> every two months, I'm like, yay, they're here. and They're so pretty and, and they're good for you, like toxin free. But yeah, I mean, you were talking earlier about how you're on the journey and you just started taking out all these chemicals from your household and that's something my fiance and I well I guess I've been more so proactive see look at the women we we buy the things for the household like you want to market towards us right (laughs) um but tell us about a time when you like you did something in the business that it it was a it was a mistake and while it might be a mistake you know we all learn from them but like a time when you're like whoa okay learned a lesson here and what was it yeah, so one of the things I didn't talk about was our encapsulation. And that was really interesting. You know, I realized um, I got a lot of no's in the industry. It's really kind of old school. And, and uh, we were trying to find a vegan capsule that can incorporate and that could um, encapsulate all of our stuff. Um, and we, we just had a really hard time because it needed to be a soft gel because we have oil and dry ingredients. And then um, it turned out that we literally went all over the country and talked to every soft gel manufacturer. And at the time, soft gels were only made of a couple of things. It was um, carrageenan, which I did not want in my almond milk because I didn't want in my vitamins. Um, it was uh, gelatin made from hooves and hides. And then there's also a fish gel fish gelatin, which they didn't even know what kind of fish it came from. So that kind of scared me a little bit. Um, so we were kind of stuck and, um, was like literally ready to give up. Like it was, there was no way. And I didn't want to create an experience for people where they were taking five different pills. That was like not the goal. Um, so we started working with this capsule manufacturer that we re- literally recreated the type of capsule ours is like ours look like tiny snow globes now and we we were able to create um a product that was both visually appealing um and served our function and um and it started with people just saying like you know the idea of no like this isn't possible and so what happened with us is that all the no's that we got kind of force us to, to create something radically different. And so like one of our values at the company is like, we like no's, you know, we like, uh, we like it when people say no to us because it means it has never been done before and, and we're going to do something different. And so we welcome those. Um, and so that's kind of what, what happened and why we have this kind of crazy looking <laughs> capsule now that people are love taking pictures of. And then another thing that happened with that was we found out that those capsules, the, the beadlets, could only be made made with talc, shellac, and PVP, which we obviously didn't want in our product, and there was no other way to do it. And so we spent months figuring out a different way, and now we're using a corn protein, non-GMO corn protein, to encapsulate them. But oh, wow. um, 
Yeah, so there's a lot of kind of innovation and um, things, you know, that are that turned out for the positive that happened from from a lot of no's <laughs> that we received, and that was really really probably the hardest part was on the uh, product side. Mm-hmm. What what is care caragenin? Am I saying that right? Yeah, it's a it's a type of seaweed. Um, it's a processed seaweed. It, there's been studies done on rodents where it causes tumors. There actually haven't been too many studies on humans. So it's quite controversial, I think, in the scientific community. Um, but for us, we just decided to not include things that are, um, you know, potentially harmful. Right. So, you know, they could be argued either way. Wow. That's crazy. Okay. I'm going to make sure I'm going to go look at my almond milk, too, after I get off this this interview, just to double check and make sure that it's not in there. Um <laughs> So a few last questions is if you, what is the one piece of advice that you would give to someone who wants to start their own company and go out on their own? What, like just that one nugget? Yeah. So I I don't think starting a company is for everybody. I think you have to, you have to start a company when you think you'll be excited about your idea 10, 20 years from now. Um, Because you know, you start a company for the long haul, things get hard, things are great, there's a lot of highs, there's a lot of lows, but unless you're so passionate about what you're disrupting um, and you think that you'll continue to be passionate about it for years to come, it's not worth it. Um, I think, you know, it's that passion that kind of keeps you and, and drives you every single day, even when things are hard, um, and you need to you need to hold on to that, and if you don't have that, um, you know, long-term conviction and interest then and you just think it's an interesting market to disrupt I don't think it's worth starting a company Mm. that's that's very good good advice and the last question I have for you is what's one of your favorite books that you would recommend I love Ben Horowitz's The Hard Thing About Hard Things Um, I think going back to that idea um, it's just a very kind of vulnerable book and, and prepares you well nothing can prepare you for starting a company, but sort of prepares you for, um, you know, the rawness and the, the vulnerability of it and, um, and kind of taking ownership of your own destiny, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a few other guests recommend that book too. And then I finally picked it up and he gets like real raw and you get to see the whole entire story where most people might only look at like the last how many ever years or know like his latest success, but then forget how much he had to put into it too. Yeah. And I think it speaks to that, that idea that, that you said before, and it just, you know, entrepreneurship can look glamorous, uh, but there's a lot of really hard things about it. You know, sometimes, you know, even things are going really well for us right now. There are nights where I don't sleep um, because I'm thinking about crazy ideas or, knowing, you know, the pressure of, of you're paying, you know, sometimes, you know, dozens of people and, 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 um, and their lives and then their livelihood kind of depends on, on that paycheck and their families and you're supporting a lot of people. And I think that's, there's a lot of pressure. Um, and, but it's also really, really exciting. So I think it's both. (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely, it's never, it's like never ending you're always thinking and figuring out what the next step is and 
testing and analyzing and everything. So, well, Katarina, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm super excited to to try out Ritual for 30 days too as well. So congratulations on everything so far. And yeah, I can't wait to see where it goes. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, have a wonderful day. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the She Did It Her Way podcast. Did you like this episode? Head on over to iTunes.com to leave us a rating and a review. We would love to hear from you. And don't forget to check out SheDidItHerWayPodcast.com where you can subscribe to our email list so you can receive the inside scoop on our latest episode released each Monday. Now, do us a favor and go make it a great week.